Hi, welcome. This is Dr. John Martini. This is one of the most amazing and inspiring shows that you can listen into. If you want to be on the edge of your seats, if you want to open up your heart, if you want to expand your mind, and you want to meet incredible people, stay tuned because you're just about to experience a transformative radio show that will change your life. And you're listening to the Dr. Pat Show is coming up right next. Welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. Talk radio to thrive by. Powerful, inspiring, and coming to you live, bringing you stories of people like you and me busting through and living life full out. Get ready to dare to wonder what your life would be like if you knew you could not fail. Hello, everyone. I'm Julia Griffin. And today, I'm Dr. Dr. Pat's guest host on Transformation Talk Radio. Stay with us for the next hour as I have a very special guest, Ann Broad, who will tell us how to listen to our body, eliminate stress, and tune into peace, which is something we all need right now. So welcome to the show. Let me tell you about Ann, and we'll jump into creating these changes in our bodies and our lives. Ann Todd Hunter Broad has been an acting patterning practitioner and body oriented therapist in Santa Barbara for over 40 years. A recognized master in her field, Broad writes down to earth compassionate articles on the challenges and rewards of living consciously in the body. These articles appear in a variety of online sites, as well as in the Monticcio Journal. In addition, she has produced the beautiful body-centered CD, Body Breath, Three Guided Meditations. Her book, A Guide to Body Wisdom, What Your Mind Needs to Know About Your Body, can be found online or at local bookstores. And you can find Anne at www.bodywisdomforlife.com. So welcome, Anne. I'm so happy to have you. Thank you, Julia. I'm glad to be here. It's wonderful. So you're a somatic healer, and you've written a great book, and you contribute to HuffPost. So tell us a little bit about your background, your book, and what you're doing right now. I began my professional career as an academic therapist working with young children and specializing in motor perception. Uh, In this context, I could clearly see the link between somatic or body, somatic means body, awareness, and the learning ability and emotional, physical well-being of my little students. Um, it was exciting to discover ways to through movement to unlock the stuck, rigid places and get them moving again. And I wanted to learn more. At that time, it was the early 70s, 1970s, and the human potential movement was in full swing. I uh, uh, found a wonderful teacher who at that time was uh, uh, teaching at the Rolf Institute, uh, her name was Judith Aston, and I continued to follow her and study with her for the next seven years. Um, basically, uh, she uh, created a three-dimensional movement-based uh, bodywork uh, uh, that um, that I was a part of one of the first students um, in her in her um, in her school. Um, then I set up a clinical practice in Santa Barbara, and um, it became my life work. I've worked with many wonderful people, finding ways and words to unlock the holding patterns and uncover the innate wisdom in the body. Uh, this okay. has been a delight. So can you um, tell us like a technique so we can tune into our body and unlock it a little 
and maybe let yes. go of some of the stress that everyone's been feeling with all these different energies that are going on right now? Yes. Um, basically, your body holds your history. So when um, you find areas of tension or discomfort or um, unawareness in your body, it probably holds some sort of story. As I did hands-on body work with people and, you know, using a wonderful technique that could unlock any holding pattern and then, you know, like addressing um, the, the uh, ways people lived in their bodies, the way they moved and the way that they, they sat, their posture and so forth, um, I realized that there was another element to it. It was, the, it was the emotional element. It was the relationship that they had with their body. So uh, for your listeners, um, when you find those places that are stuck or numb or unconscious or uncomfortable, you know, you might ask that part of your body, even putting your hand there and ask that part of the, your body, what history is this holding? What purpose? is this serving? What emotions um, do I need to express in order to get this to move on? Okay, um, so that, does, that, does that help? Well, so if we're feeling stressed now, part of the way that I'm experiencing it, let's just go, I tend to tighten my shoulders, um, that's my history of the way I've responded to stress in the past. So I could put my hand on my shoulders and ask my shoulders, what's going on with them and i'm hearing it i hold you in place and then open and then open up to listen to your body respond not your mind Mm -hmm. so you've asked you've asked the question of the tissues and the bones and 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 you know like your 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 body you've asked the question there wait for the answer to come from your body and um the way it arrives is like almost like an, an aha moment it's not like Oh, I've known this all my life. It's, you know, it has to do with, you know, my first day in school or, you know, uh, or, uh, you know, like uh, my responsibilities as a, uh, my responsible nature as a diligent student. Uh, that's your mind speaking. Like really, what I just heard about it is that, that um, it keeps me from moving around. It makes me stay focused on what I'm doing, but there's probably another way of doing that which is interesting. Um, I didn't expect to get that answer. What, what, what was your answer? I, I didn't get that, Julia. But it, it keeps me from floating around. It makes me stay focused on the moment when my shoulders are oh. tighter. Very interesting. So it has been like kind of a, a crutch or a, um, uh, it's been serving you uh, to keep you anchored and focused. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, a place that you might go from there then would be to find another way that you could stay anchored and focused without having to have your body overwork um, in that habitual pattern that you've got going. That sounds wonderful. I love that idea. What a great insight from such a simple exercise. So I hope everyone who's listening did the exercise and they're looking at their answers because that's what I just thought was, you know, I wonder if I could move around more and still stay focused or if I could let go of my body and still stay focused. It made me curious. And I've often found that feeling curious can lead us into answers. So that's a great exercise. So, and, and that's something that my, my book focus, focuses on, too, is to invite your mind to be the curious observer. It's not out of the equation by any means. 
but we're just inviting the mind to step back and observe, um, asking the question and then listening for the answer, making the connections between behavior and the way we feel and uh, the possibility of changing that. Fascinating. So we sort of have like this collective stress about the current pandemic, you know, which we all know is worse when we watch the news or read social media. On one hand, it's good because we're all quieter. I know I do hear more of my thoughts. On the other hand, we can feel a lot of stress by focusing on the limitations of it. Do you have some good advice for us about that? Well, um, a lot of times our body is reacting in the ways that it was set up to react, you know, like from the very beginning, um, that sort of a threat response that kicks into the parasympathetic nervous system, the fight, flight, or freeze response that we feel in uh, muscle tension and armoring, um, uh, you know, kind of like an animated uh, physiology, you know, ready to go, um, high alert, uh, all of those things. And our body doesn't really know the difference between listening to, something that sounds very imminent and threatening on the news and what's happening really at our front door. Uh, so we have to almost like have a conversation with the body, uh, uh, letting it know like you would a young child that this is not about my life right now. If it is, then all of those parasympathetic uh, nervous um, uh, mechanisms kicking in it makes all the sense in the world. But if it's not about you and your immediate life, then it is very damaging because it actually uh, kicks in the cortisol levels, and we know that they are not healthy um, for our body or our mind or our emotions. So what I generally one, – one, one way that you can deal with that, if you feel it kicking in, is that just put your hands on your stomach. The parasympathetic nervous system is mostly – wired into the vagus nerve, which, curiously enough, something like 98% of the signals from the vagus nerve come from your gut to your brain. Usually we think of the nervous system going from the brain to the, to the area of the body, but this particular nervous system, the parasympathetic nervous system, goes from the gut to the brain. So putting your hands, the palm of your hands, over your tummy and maybe like one at the solar plexus and the other one just a little bit lower towards the, towards your belly button, and breathing, calming, sending a message of okayness and um, uh, into that area actually can reverse the flow for the parasympathetic nervous system. So instead, what you're sending up to the brain is everything's okay, I'm calm, I'm relaxed, um, and but it's very comforting to have your hands there anyway. Well, this is so interesting to me because if you study Hindu herbology, it does the same thing. It says everything that's going on in your brain is in your gut, and so a whole lot of the problems that we have that are mental come from taking herbs for that, and we can also look and see if we look at the chakra system. Your first chakra would be survival. Your second one would be sexuality and what you create. And the solar plexus would be your feelings and your power. So I'm imagining that when you put your hand there and you talk to your body, you're really sort of igniting or engaging those lower chakras in a harmonious sense. Absolutely. And it's also a really fabulous way to go to sleep. 
um, to engage those lower chakras and getting, getting them to quiet down and connect. Uh, a lot of our lives are spent up in the higher chakras. Uh, one of the things that always kind of amused me but also concerned me is how many of my uh, people that came to see me relate to themselves from basically from their collarbone up. Uh, not really having much of a relationship at all uh, with their heart or their gut or, you know, their creative self or their, you know, uh, base chakra or anything like that. So, you know, like getting into those lower chakras really on its own is calming. So people who are listening can do this now, and I'm going to point out something that I know that Anne already knows, and that is that your bottom chakras actually anchor you into physical reality. So if you're wanting abundance and a good, loving relationship and to have the power to change your life, you might want to work on those lower chakras. Most of the systems that worked on development of the higher chakras happened at a time when everyone was physical. Everyone walked. Everyone worked. We don't have that. So we're missing about half of our power if we're not working with those lower chakras. And those lower chakras are actually very physical. I mean, we know them as energetic centers, too. But, you know, like it's actually your tailbone and, um, you know, the space you know, between your, your pubic synthesis and your belly button, like right in the sacral plexus, right in the middle of your sacrum, and, you know, the, the solar plexus, they're actually physical places. So if you tune in there and they're feeling, like I said, tight, numb, or agitated, you're going to want to calm them and know as you do that that you're also connecting up the flow of those chakra centers. It's a great meditation, by the way, to go from the bottom to the top with each chakra center and bringing your breath, the movement of breath into your tailbone, the movement of your breath into your sacrum, the movement of your breath into your belly, and so forth. Well, we do this in all of my classes, but I noticed adding the hand to the area of the abdomen was very calming to my body. So that is a really good point. Okay, something I wanted yes. to ask you is, what would be the peace frequency of the body? Is that different from how I feel connected spiritually, or is a real peace frequency something I would feel all over? Well, I think that the peace frequency is like, uh, you know, like, like actually getting your body into its natural frequency. Uh, we get so charged up uh, with uh, artificial frequencies, uh, like we were talking about the news, but also all the screen time that we spend, um, all the time that we spend in thought, which actually is, is, is often taking us out from our body. To get in your body and connect uh, to your body um, automatically uh, connects you to nature, to your natural self, to the natural world. And, you know, many people experience uh, peace or a peacefulness when they're out in nature. Well, this makes sense. So a peace frequency, and, it, I, and then I did a little bit of research a while ago on, on you know, that connection to nature and to the earth, and there was some research that was done years years ago that actually uh, equated the frequency of the earth with the frequency of our body, which kind of like I feel it when I'm, you know, really connected and maybe even connected 
without any shoes on, putting my feet actually on the earth and doing a process they call earthing. That's fascinating. So let me tell everyone what we've been listening to. We've been talking about finding peace of mind and body and eliminating stress through this connection with Anne Brooks. When we come back, we'll talk about getting better sleep, changing our stress habits into a more supportive mode for good health, and finding a harmonious vibration for the body, mind, and soul during these changing times. So let's go to break now. Are you meeting your sales goals? Or maybe your business plan could use a dose of the divine. Tune in to Divinely Driven Results with faith-based business coach Elise Smith on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Coach Elise Smith helps listeners get unstuck from their business plateau and become empowered through divine guidance. Build up belief in yourself and your dreams and learn business strategies that work for you for real lasting results. Learn more by visiting www. DivinelyDrivenResults.com. Are you ready to invest in your best self? Join Sabrina Wright as she shares practical tools for creating joy and balance in your life every single day. Sabrina is here to help you become your greatest advocate and empower you to make decisions that will help you learn to live your best life. Live the good life, connecting your physical and spiritual self with Sabrina Wright. Every second Thursday at 11 a.m. Pacific on TransformationDocRadio.com. What would you do with the power of community? How do you create your own rituals? Tune in to Living Your Gifts with me, Susan Huff, Ancient Applications for Modern Times, the second Wednesday of each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com. Our lives begin with the stories we are told and the stories we tell ourselves. Storytelling is the key. To learn more about me, visit livingyourgifts.com. That's livingyourgifts.com. Did you know that all of the shows on the Transformation Radio Network are available as podcasts to stream or download? Really? Check us out. Go to transformationradio.fm. We have business shows, spiritual shows, energy healing shows, and pretty much everything in between. Something for everyone guaranteed to inspire, educate, and transform. We are transforming the world one listener at a time. Sometimes being human has its challenges. Our physical health falters, our spirits sag, our dreams don't immediately come to fruition. Welcome to the power of Maximum Medicine Radio. Join me, Doc Martin, in conversations that will blow your mind about healing. In our hit show, Doc Martin addresses the scientific with bridging to the mystical approaches to give you a new narrative about Maximum Medicine. In this live call-in show, we will journey into the extraordinary genius of the human body and talk about other beliefs that impact being your multidimensional self. We seek the seen and the unseen and explore the earthbound and the otherworldly, all with the purpose of calling forth the maximum you. To learn more about Doc Martin and Maximum Medicine, visit www.sharonmartinmd.com. Hello, everyone. I'm Julia Griffin. I'm at onetrueself.com, onetrueself.com, and I'm your guest host for Dr. Pat's show today. We're talking with Ann Brode about getting better sleep, changing our stress habits, using our lower chakras and working with our gut and 
finding a way to really communicate with our body so we feel less stress and more peace, which is the best way to create a better life. So, Anne, let's talk about sleep. I keep hearing from everyone that they can't sleep. So do you have some great technique to share with us? What's your favorite way of falling to sleep easily? Well, it makes sense that people are having a hard time sleeping, and I'm also hearing that people are having very disturbing dreams, and I think it's it relates to, you know, some some of the things we were talking about in the previous section that, um, that uh, you know, there's a lot of disturbing, unsettling. Uh, uh, we live in disturbing, unsettling times. Uh, our, our routines and our uh, reference points have all been disrupted. So it kind of makes sense that we're going to need to spend a little bit of extra time uh, helping our bodies calm down so we can get to sleep. Uh, there are a lot of books about sleep, about sleeping well, and I'm just going to review just a couple of the, the uh, important points. One is to turn off the media. Turn off all screen time, all media, and dim the lights at least a half an hour before you go to sleep. This makes sense, uh, you know, to do your, your uh, bedtime preparation during that time and uh, not be answering your emails and checking your text messages right up until the last minute or watching uh, uh, a screen in bed. You know, like really separate, you know, your sleep time from your wake time. I have a wonderful video on my website, which is bodywisdomforlife.com, and that video is a sleep protocol. I'm just going to go through it with you right now. Uh, what the sleep protocol is that I suggest, and it keys off of the word sleep, S-L-E-E-P, the S, so you can easily remember all the points, the S stands for support. Make sure that you know, the, your bed is supporting you and that you're supported by pillows in the shape of your body and that you're not, you know, like in, you know, like stressful position uh, to begin with so that you can really relax and release the gravity as you go off to sleep. That's the first one, support. And then the second one is letting go. So scanning through your body and seeing, well, what, are, what parts of you are like actually holding up from gravity or holding in or holding on to, um, to the story or the worry or the events of the day uh, or, or the, the events of the future. And let it go. Let it go in your body. Literally, that, that tension in your body is holding the story. It's holding your worry. Uh, it's holding content. So as you let the muscle tension go, expand outward, release, uh, 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 feel the support of gravity and the movement of your breath, uh, you're also releasing all of that content and freeing up your body and your mind so that it can go off to sleep. That that E, the two E's for the sleep um, sleep protocol are ex- exhale and expand. The key to the breathing um, in order to go to sleep is to focus on your exhale to go all the way down to the end. Just like you're asking your muscles to let go of the day or the worries. You're asking, you're, you're having your exhale represent letting go of everything, everything. And keep doing that breath 
after breath after breath. I can't get beyond doing this exercise. I can't get beyond six or seven breaths before I'm, I'm gone. Um, but as I'm doing that, letting go, letting go, letting go, I'm also imagining that my energy field is getting bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger. So I'm no longer held to that small place of the muscle tension and worry. But I've gotten bigger and gone beyond it. I'm like really huge and connected way beyond uh, my small self into that big space beyond. And the last letter of the sleep protocol is T. And if you pause in this place, just pause in this place in peace, sleep will come and carry you away. Give it a try tonight. I think you'll find it really helpful. That sounds good. I know when I can't sleep, I usually imagine light filling up my body, like going into all the molecules and all the spaces in between. And by the time I do this with my whole body, I'm so relaxed and I'm just like perfectly blissful. Now, that's a spiritual technique, but I think it's okay to combine physical and spiritual, isn't it? Oh, no, that's wonderful. It's a physical technique. It's a physical technique because you're going into the cells and atoms and spaces of your body with light. Mm-hmm. And then, and then to take that, you know, like beyond your body, like actually let that light kind of like diffuse beyond your body um, mm-hmm. into spirit space. I mean, it's body and spirit are one. Well, it's such a safe place to be in the light. Yeah. yeah there's that feeling yeah. of safety, and that helps me to sleep a great deal. So one thing I'm curious about, and I'm sure, you know, you and everyone else has noticed this, when we're stressed, we tend to drop our positive habits, like, you know, exercising as much as we usually do, drinking sufficient water, and eating well. And I'll say something to myself like, I'm stressed. I'll just make brownies, which, you know, then you feel worse most of the time, <laughs> unless it's what your body really wants. So yeah. what do you do when you're in this place? How do you turn that around? I think it's really helpful to understand that stress does confuse and distract us. Like I was talking about earlier, if there is, you know, if there is uh, something immediate at your door that you need to attend to, then um, that's different. But if it isn't, if it's just this, you know, like basically we're in the midst of, you know, a worldwide uh, pausing, pausing moment that's inviting us all to drop down and perhaps rethink some of the ways that we've lived on the planet and we have uh, and we've distracted ourselves from uh, from the things that are really important. And one of the things that's really important is the exercise. It's the nutrition. It's the taking care of your physical body. So one of the things that I suggest to people is to listen. To listen into your wise body. Invite your mind to be the curious observer non-judgmental, just be aware and notice what's working and what's not. Like you were saying, you know, like if, if the brownies were going to, were something that your body needed and it was really, you know, like for whatever reason that you needed the chocolate and you needed the, the, the comfort of it, and uh, uh, then then your body's not going to feel so bad. But if it's that you're trying to distract your If it's just a emotions, diversion, it makes you feel worse. Yes. And you, you often the, the diversion is to try to get you away from um, 
where you are right now. So, you know, to be so, in so that when place. Our, so when our mind comes up with these diversions that keep us from doing what we know we should do for our body, that's actually like a defense mechanism not to be present, not to be whole. Is that correct? It's a defense me- mechanism. So, like, in my book, I ask people to reflect on their bad habits and trace them to the source. Um find out where they're coming from uh, and clear out the emotional glue, like like holding them together. You know, what, you know, they talk about, you know, a lot of our behaviors is managing our emotions. You know, we'll be honest with that, be honest with the emotional part of our being. It's a huge part of being, you know, physical and spiritual and uh, uh, in the world. So, you know, like be honest with it. Um, it's the poetry of who you are, and then and then listen to your body. What is it drawn to? What does it want? Um, and uh, that 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 sometimes will help divert the uh, uh, bad habits, habitual behaviors. Okay, so this is interesting. This is something I've noticed in teaching awakening and manifestation, as well as on a physical level. It's like sometimes we almost get there and then we pull back. Like there's a fear of things being too good or people seem not to want to stay completely healthy. Have you ever noticed that? Yes. There's a familiarity with with the old patterns, that's for sure. And, Mm -hmm. you know, reframing it, retelling the story of who you are, uh, you know, like it's really part of the process, I think. Uh, we think of ourselves often in ways that other people thought of us. In other words, we're carrying the message that we got from our parents or our coaches or our teachers or our peers or the media, and um, we're not really being authentically who we are. So this is this, this uh, timeout that we're in right now is a, a real opportunity to drop down and find out, you know, like who you are. What works for you? What are your goals for the future? And, you know, how can you participate? How can you be a good team player and make sure that you can uh, access those goals? Okay, so you're making a wonderful point, and that is that we we tend to repeat anything that's familiar. That's one point. Another point to me is that everyone has images or holograms. That's what I learned to call them when I lived with wolves. We have visual images that we project. And so yes. my image of you is obviously going to be different from your own image or someone else's. So as human beings, we're always having to learn to, as you said, reframe things so we can hold a higher version of our body and a higher version of reality, right? I, th- I think that's imperative right now in history particularly. And that it's, mm-hmm. uh, it's happening. We, we are being supported in doing that. Energetically, by what's happening on the planet. You know, and if you look at social media, everyone is putting up pictures of how fat they're going to be when all of this is over. When if we were reframing things, we would have mental images of how good we would look when we're back in the world, right? I know it's it's um it's understandable, and I think that that having compassion with ourselves and our um, seeking pleasure from food. Or, uh, you know, like a lot of times people are binging on um, on TV shows and so forth, or, uh, media, um, or getting into old habits of gaming, or um, you know, you know, 
all the things that we use to distract ourselves from what's happening right now. Have compassion with yourself, of course. Right. There are people who are choosing lower frequencies when they could actually be choosing some positive holograms. Yes. One thing that's fascinating about your your book to me is how much thoughts that we're talking about, people saying, oh, I'm stuck at home, I might as well eat that, or there's no point in exercising. Thoughts like that sort of make your body fall apart, right? It does. Uh, so that's, you know, like I, I keep kind of like like uh, uh, bringing in that the idea that something bigger than our small self is happening right now. And for me, that's inspiration. That mm-hmm. gets me out of, you know, feeling trapped or uh, that I don't have choices uh, and wanting to, to manage my feelings. If I, if I feel like I, that I can be proactively part of what's happening in the bigger picture, uh, it's inspiring. Mm-hmm. And, and that's the anecdote for me. Well, in the big picture, the planet cleaned up so much, cleared up so much in, what, six, eight weeks, that it was almost a miracle. Things that have been a problem for 30 years, like you could see the Himalayas, you could drink out of the Ganges. Oh. I mean, those things are miracles. Dolphins, dolphins are swimming around me. in that amount of time. Yes, yes. So you know that that is to, to, to tune into that level of what's happening, rather than um, uh, I can't go to the grocery store or um, my vacation for the summer is is canceled. Uh, what am I going to do for this for the kids' school schedule? You know, like that's all. Those are the logistics we have to deal with right now. And it's basically asking us to pull on our, as a friend of mine says, our big boy pants. To pull up our big boy pants and, and, you know, be the adult in the room and do what needs to be done. But emotionally and energetically, you know, like to feel that we are part of this bigger, bigger um, picture, this bigger story that's happening. I think that that, uh, there's fuel there. There's energy there that'll help us get through these, this time. Right. And it's an odd thing about being human because we always want our landscape to change into something better. And when it changes at all, everyone gets upset. It's just one of those very <laughs> strange things. <laughs> yeah. you but know, but it, that's you know, a human experience. Yeah, and change makes us feel insecure. We're in, we're, we feel like we're out of control. We're not in charge anymore. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, we, we have to, we have to give ourselves a pass on some of our negative behaviors, uh, that crop up, but also be the curious observer and notice what's cropping up and mm-hmm. give yourself time, like perhaps in the middle of the night or, um, in a private moment to clear some of those emotions, the frustration of, of deep sorrow and grief. There's a lot of loss that's coming up for people. And this is all, emotions live in the body. So if you really want to to clear the slate, uh, this is the time to do it. And finding the sound and the gesture that encompasses, that embraces whatever emotion comes up in that quiet space in the middle of the night or first thing in the morning uh, is another time when you can get really close to your emotions. Uh, To find that, that, that sound and gesture, and let your body express it. Do the dance of frustration as you, uh, you know, like in the bathroom when you're doing your, your morning uh, uh, routine. 
So if I'm hearing you correctly, it is really a huge opportunity to change our bodies because we do have a little more time than usual, but more importantly, to hear the emotions behind the body that we probably don't hear when we're in a hurry and when we're running from task to task. And on a spiritual level, I would say, I, I call this mass consciousness, the lower vibrations on an emotional and mental level of the world. So, you know, I find that a lot of the time when I'm feeling stressed, I'm really hearing everyone around me energetically. And it takes a lot of strength to resist that and not get swept away in it. Yes, and we are we are influenced by that. Let's face it, uh, the collective uh, that's, that's happening out there energetically, we're all we're all at its effect. So that's why spending time uh, with grounding activities like being out in the garden or hiking or walking or um, doing tai chi or yoga, all, you know, all of those things that that is connected to the earth. They're going to help us stay centered and balanced during this time and not be pulled off course. Right. So, so the idea is to find exercises that reunite the body and the mind and tune us out of the world vibration or the world consciousness for a period of time yeah, don't so you we think? can find out I, how yeah. we really feel. Uh, yes, I think that's really important. I do, too. So we're going to go to break now. We've been talking about eliminating stress, recycling energy, dealing with mass consciousness and the emotions that it causes us to feel and how it affects our body and how we can still find peace. So let's go to break now. We'll come back and talk about all these wonderful things. Disease, one of the most dreaded words in our vocabulary. Hi, I'm Mary Jane Mack. Did you know traditionally we have viewed disease as a degenerative process? Disease is better understood when we view it as disease in the human body. Disease means without ease. Health is not merely the absence of disease, it's when every part of the body works together effortlessly, relaxed and at ease. It's that relaxed state that lets energy flow in waves through and around the entire body. Every organ has an electrical charge, and when overcharged or undercharged, disease occurs. And it is an effort to go through our day we are able to determine the exact disease of the body and design a specific solution to correct the nutritional imbalance. Contact us at 888-777-4232. That's 888-777-4232. And visit us at maryjanemack.com. What we've been taught and told is not all there is. Life is all about energy, and the energy you feel is real. Tune into the Energy Paradigm each month on TransformationTalkRadio.com with Dr. Vic. The Energy Paradigm is an eye-opening, mind-shifting, transformative and earth-shattering way to live, work and do business that will enable you to unlock your magic every day. Visit TheEnergyParadigm.com It's time to shake out your money-making truth on Soul Wisdom Abundance with Jennifer Bloom, creating wealth from spiritual health on TransformationTalkRadio.com. This hit show is more than your roadmap to success. It's your compass to abundance through joy and ease. Jennifer Bloom teaches you about the soul's relationship to money and wealth and how improving that relationship serves both you and the world. Learn more at JenniferBloom.com. Hi, this is Kimberly Carlson. 
and I would love for you to tune into All In Healing Radio, where together we will begin to experience health, happiness, and harmony in all areas and aspects of life. Join us every first Tuesday of the month at 11 a.m. on TransformationTalkRadio.com. All In Healing will help you release layers of negative beliefs and energies for radiant health, deep joy, and greater abundance. Visit me at KimberlyCarlson.com. Step into your highest potential and tune into embodying your higher self. Tools for Conscious Living with Michelle Champaka. You can listen on TransformationTalkRadio.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. Michelle is an energy healer, intuitive, and shamanic practitioner dedicated to helping you heal and transform your life. For more information about sessions, coaching, and upcoming workshops and retreats, visit SpiritWeaverJourneys.com everyone. I'm Julia Griffin, and I'm Dr. Pat's guest host today. I'm talking with Ann Brode, somatic healer, and we're talking about how we talk to our bodies, our minds, and our spirits. You know, there is an inner awareness with this, and there's also a way that we resist and we open up to our bodies. And when we're open to them, it's like one of the best feelings in the world. So we're going to talk a little bit about that. So, Anne, one thing that you said that I was impressed by is you talk about body wisdom as inner awareness. And I tend to think about this as just being spiritual, but it's not. And could you tell us a little bit about that? How do you know when you're really tapped into your body wisdom? Your body wisdom uh, comes from, you know, being in your belly, being in your muscles, being in movement. There's a lot of information that comes from what they call your proprioceptors, which are part of a whole, uh, uh, one of the senses. I, I consider it the sixth, sixth sense of the body, which is your kinesthetic sense, your awareness of space in the body and your body in space. It's how you know how to find the light switch and the dark in your bedroom. Uh, it's how you know with your eyes closed that you've raised your arm. This is all information that uh, that your body sends to your awareness, and it's been in place since you were a baby, uh, maybe even maybe even before you were born. So we tend to overlook it, but it is our spatial sense. And if you are in your spatial sense, then you are in the present moment. You are you are there. Uh, the minute that you go off into worry or your feeling comes and gathers you in or you're you're directing your body, then chances are you're not really in that spatial relationship with your body. You know, like where are your feet on the ground? You know, what what are your knees doing? What Like in a yoga pose, you know, like that, that it invites you to get right into the spatial relationship with your body, the relationship of your arms to your torso, to your dress. So, so it's a marriage of uh, intuition, the, not only in the, you know, not only the spiritual, but also in the physical. So we're really looking for that unity, and we all know that if you have an intuition that's a warning, your body gets tight and you feel really strange. When you have yes. an intuition that's propelling you in your spiritual direction, your energy field and your body open. You know, give your teeth yes. you can actually see it when people get the spiritual realization because their body opens and it straightens. The spine actually straightens. Yes, and that's that sense of spatial, that's that 
facial sense that that opening is that you know it is it, it, there's more space in the body, um, and then uh, the reverse of that is when there's little space in the body. Generally, your consciousness or your awareness has been squeezed out. You're not in there at all. When you come into your body, there's more space. Right. And of course, that's related to our ability to be intimate, our ability to um, be intuitive, our ability to be uh, what they call embodied in presence. So it's like a, a kind of a spiritual embodiment. Right. Different languages. Different language, the same thing. Yeah, we're talking <laughs> I think about the you, same you know, thing, just in different ways. Exactly. Okay, so one thing that I really loved that you were talking about, and I say this all the time, do something differently. Take your schedule and reverse it. And I have a good example of that. For years, I did the same two-mile run, which was basically part of the bottom part of the mountain. So it was a good run. But I kept getting this intuition that I should do it in the opposite way. It was a circle, and I really didn't want to because it meant going uphill for about a half a mile at the beginning. But when I did it for a while, my whole life started to change, and that's just, you know, we're talking about 30 minutes there. Is that, is that a normal a really thing good... for it to affect people so profoundly? I think it's a normal thing to, that it, it will it will change your perception if you do something differently. Uh, I loved years ago hearing that we our eye will track exactly the same pathway as we go from our home to a familiar place, the grocery store, the beach, or um, pick up kids from school, that our eye generally looks at a particular fence, a particular tree, a particular, you know, like it follows the same map. If we mm-hmm. change, and instead of looking right, we look left, it opens up a whole package of awareness. Uh, and, you know, so changing it up is going to, like, really, really open up your awareness. And um, I love how you were, you, were, you were following intuition. You got this sort of inner voice. That, that do this, and you did that, and then your curious observer noticed that, oh, there's something to learn here. And that's that beautiful relationship between the body and mind, body, mind, and spirit. So part of what we're seeing is that for all of you who are spiritual seekers, if you will just take a small part of your routine and reverse it, you may be really surprised at what happens. You know, like if you usually get yep. up and, and clean the house and then meditate, reverse it. Meditate or stretch, and then do the other part. You could be very surprised at the outcome. Okay, so another thing that you Guess say. What, wait, I just have something. I have something sure, to add right there. Right now, the Earth and the and the and what's happening on the planet is doing just that for us. It's changing our routine, whether we like it or not. So you know, use this as an opportunity. Right. Go ahead, Joyce. Okay, so you just answered part of what I was getting ready to ask you, which was how to see stressful times as opportunities. So one thing I want to point out is that anyone who's on the spiritual path, I'm sure you found that having inner strength, really sticking to your meditation, sticking to your exercise routine, eating better, takes you through the difficulties in life. Now, you may have a different idea about opportunities, so I wanted to ask you that. The opportunity, you know, to to remember, to remind yourself to remember what works for you. Uh, most of us have, have practices. We have, we have 
we have ways that we know work for us. And like we spoke of earlier, we get distracted. We, we get gathered into this momentum that's around us and we forget. I have reinitiated for myself a daily Tai Chi practice that I know is really good for me. But somehow I've lost it, you know, along the way and would do it every once in a while if I happen to be in a park. Uh, but I'm doing it every day now, and it is the lifeline for me. Uh, I realized that if I didn't do that, I was going to spin out like everyone around me feels like they're spinning out. Uh, you know, kind of indulging in old behaviors that are negative and old thought patterns and um, being consumed with the uh, this sort of existential fear that's uh, rumbling around the planet right now. So, you know, like to connect with the earth and to uh, uh, re, uh, uh, return to practices that you know work for you, create the time, the quiet time in your life when you can be quiet. Um, and, uh, well, it's getting and back to what we know on a, on a exactly. core level is really what we should be doing all along, but we have to do it now. And there are wonderful, there are wonderful, inspiring things too, like uh, you know, like your your newsletter and um, and this show, and um, uh, people have sent me meditations and different things uh, from luminaries around the planet that are really, really helpful right now. Uh, listen to the wisdom of of the, the speakers and and why wisdom keepers that are around us because that really gives you a reference point that isn't uh, rooted in fear and, and upset and worry. And we're, we're beginning to get to the end of the show, so people can come and read your book or get in touch with you, but I want to point out something that I just loved. You said that success is more than ambition. And, you know, in our Western life, we tend to think that success is having everything material on a certain level. And you say that it's the mind-body-spirit connection, and that's absolutely the truth. So I'm going to tell people to come and find you and talk to you or learn more about this. So could you please share your website, upcoming events, and let others know what you offer to the public? I, um, If you go to my website, which is www.bodywisdomforlife.com, all strung together, no hyphens, bodywisdomforlife.com, and you can see lots, a, a couple of videos that I'm offering. Um, my book can be ordered from there. Um, it's also on Amazon and other, at your local bookstore. Um, and um, one of, uh, uh, and uh, uh, in my blog, uh, is, it has a special section where you can sign up for my blog if you'd like if you like what I'm saying and you want to connect and listen to my monthly um, uh, offering, please sign up for my blog and let me know you're there. Okay, that sounds wonderful. So I want to thank everyone for tuning in to Dr. Pat's show on Transformation Talk Radio. I'm Julia Griffin. You can find me on my own show on the second and fourth Wednesdays of every month at 12 noon Eastern, 11 Central and 9 a.m. Pacific. Tomorrow we'll be talking to James Redfield, author of The Celestine Prophecy. And we just talked with Ann Broad. You can go back and listen and hear all these wonderful things that she shared. So namaste. 
really being with you today. Have a beautiful day.